Hey everyone, I'm Abby, and I like the good kind of pain, until it's not. And I'm Jenny, and I don't have pain at all, because I keep it moist. Welcome to Blame It on the Badge. Your weekly vagina talk with your besties. This week we're talking with Jenny all about her fertility journey, but first, how's your badge this week, Abby? I feel like every time that we record, one of us is either on our period or just getting over it. <laughs> I don't know how that works out with the timing because Me neither. whatever. But anyway, I was just getting over it. And today I was a little bit itchy. And so after I put my emu oil on, I contemplated breaking out the hairdryer to like dry myself off. Have you done that, that before? Yes. Because before, like, because, you know, if you're like kind of. Well, I'm not going to say the word because it's your favorite word and my least favorite word Moist. down Are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's not as itchy when I'm drier, so I need to dry it off. But I didn't. Okay. I just did a little bit of air drying. It's all good. Well, how's your badge, Jenny? It's actually amazing. So I did the progesterone. Which, by the way, fucking put on 12 pounds. So we're not doing that again. I'll yeah. just bleed out in the future. Totally yeah. fine with that. Eventually it'll stop or the uterus will fall out, I'm sure. So it'll be fine. Just put a bucket like at your desk for your uterus. <laughs> bucket! I walk around with a bucket. Peter's <laughs> like, Jenny. Yeah, it's, it's my vagina bucket. <laughs> I'll label it. Yeah. Hey, I can put stickers on it and make it super pretty. Mm-hmm. Just in case. Jenny's vagina bucket. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should call it Jenny's just in case bucket. Yes. For work purposes. For work. Yeah. <laughs> and I stopped. I finally got done with the last course of it. I had two days with no bleeding and then I started again. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But luckily that only lasted three days. Oh, that's good. Yes. And no, nothing since then? Nothing since then. And I have not hesitated to penetrate. So we're looking good. It hasn't restarted anything. It hasn't upset anything. Yay. Yes. Super excited. Yeah. Jenny. How's your badge, Jenny? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even Other Jenny. say Jenny B. You're both Jenny B. I won't say your last well, names. but. Jenny- I'm okay with middle name. I'm comfortable. Jenny M. Okay. Yeah. Right. Jenny M. I mean, that's basically what I go by anyway. So that's true. Uh, Mine's good. It's kind of the best it's ever been. Pregnancy is great um, because of that reason. There's no bleeding. It just kind of there just waiting to push a eight pound child out. Yeah. That is a good like perk. Like, you know, for nine months maybe sometimes more than that yeah because you know um as we'll get into before that there were so many things that were shoved up in there there were progesterone capsules there were probes there were random vials of semen it's just been you know easy going now (laughs) we need to put all that on our list jenny of what you can put up your badge that's to do another episode of that well, instead of doing weird things, you stick up your badge, like photos and iPhones, right. flashlights, flashlights. Yes. 
picture frames. Yeah. That was one of them. We can put acceptable things (laughs) up your badge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the progesterone you need a prescription for, but yeah. Yeah. So Jenny is my high school best friend, and she has been going on a baby journey, and we thought we would have her on and talk about that journey because it's a very long and complicated journey. (laughs) That some of you may be able to relate to because it's not always just, you know, one and done and you have your baby and it's all good. So we I feel to like her. a lot more women are having the same journey that you are, Jenny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell us about, like, how it all started. Okay. Like so. Your- Basically, the second I hit 35, I kind of had this, oh, my God, I have to have a baby right now. And, well, I was like 34 and a half, realizing I was going to turn 35. So I have had a super fun dating life, but hadn't found a good guy. So I just decided to do it by myself. So I kind of just started my appointments doing fertility checks. Um found out that I had like kind of already knew I had endometriosis which is horrible you basically feel like you're gonna die every time you have a period and that in turn causes fertility issues so um I scheduled a surgery to kind of clean that out get my uterus all ready and then I met Nick and literally had our first date like four days before my surgery um and pretty much told him like I'm going to have a baby if you want to join in cool but it's happening and he I would say about a month after we met decided to join in which is kind of crazy yeah okay because I remember our conversation about that I wasn't (laughs) living where we were where we are at the time and I came to visit you and we went out to eat I think it was Cheesecake Factory or something. (laughs) And you're like, hey. And I knew that you were doing the baby thing, right? And you're like, hey, I met this guy. We've been seeing each other for a month. And he's going to have the baby with me. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Um, I mean, we kind of just talked it out. Like, if we don't work out, we'll just share custody. And do do it still and I don't know how I mean it's crazy but it's not that crazy because if you both want a kid and you're both going to be able to I don't know he was kind of in the same boat as you where he wanted a kid and he hadn't met anyone yet and all that type of stuff right so he's 35 as well he at the time he's three years younger than me so he was 32 um But yeah, so we just jumped in and found out fairly quickly that we, it was going to be a journey. So we started off with time cycles, which essentially you take this drug that makes you a little crazy, but not a lot crazy. And it kind of makes your body produce a few more eggs than normal. And then you do it and hope for the best. And doctor was basically like, huh? So what, so sorry, what did you find out that was the problem? 
with well, my the, endometriosis. Besides it, it, so it is the endometriosis that's kind of that was not allowing you to get pregnant like conventionally. Yeah. So endometriosis, um, the way it works is like you have these extra cells that are outside of your uterus and they bleed where they're not supposed to be bleeding. So then you get the scar tissue that goes all over your ovaries, your fallopian tubes. I mean, I had scar tissue on my bladder. Um, and it just, uh, like one of my ovaries was completely adhered to my pelvic cavity and it's supposed to be floating and like my fallopian tubes looked all sad and shriveled and so it just yeah was extra and so that surgery you had was supposed to help kind of clean it out and yeah kind of like open up the try to scrape it out best they can yeah. um so they did what they could but so doctor gave me three times with the time cycles none of them worked so then it was time to go on to IVF, and then that's when you take the drugs that make you super crazy. <laughs> and when you're in it, you think you're normal. You're like, look at how great I'm handling these IVF drugs. Like, I'm the most normal person ever. And then when you're done with it, you're like, holy shit, I was a maniac, and I was super emotional and crying <laughs> all the time and yelling when I shouldn't have been yelling. And... uh so, yeah, unfortunately, that didn't work either. Our first time, we switched it to a IUI, which essentially is I only made, like, three or four eggs. So they insert an sperm, like, directly into my uterus and then just hope that the sperm goes and finds one of those three to four eggs, which it did not. And then the second time, I think I had eight eggs, so we actually went in for retrieval. So you go in for, like, it's like a 15 minute thing. They put you under, they stick something inside your ovaries to literally like suction out eggs. And so they got in there and then they found one egg, which they said was, um, I mean, essentially the equivalent of a sad little egg. Like it was just not, it was like, yeah, I'll try my best, but it's not really going to work out for you. And then they found endometriomas, which those are, like, the doctor threw an ultrasound. It looks like an egg, but really it's just, like, blood-filled sac in place of an egg. So, yeah, it was basically, like, a huge disappointment. And um, I had heard about egg donor, and that was basically my doctor saying after that happened, he's like, you need to go to egg donor. So, so basically they told you there's no chance that you can produce um, a viable pregnancy. Yeah. Statistically, when I went into IVF, they said using my eggs, there was like an 8% chance. Oh, wow. But you got to take it. Like, right. Right. Because that's like the next step, right? Because yeah. after that. Now, had you and Nick talked about adoption or any al- like alternative... So that's always a question that comes up with egg donor, sperm donor is like, why don't you just adopt? Um, Which is fair because there are a lot of babies slash kids out there that need parents. Um, But in this situation, one of us has an issue conceiving a biological child. Nick does not. Um, And Nick wants to see his genetics carried on um and that's okay 
Yeah, that's a perfectly, like, whatever your reason is, like, you shouldn't have to defend or explain it to anybody. I mean, yeah, it's, and it's something that women that deal, that go through fertility treatments and spending all the money, even biologically, it's like, well, why are you going through IVF? Why don't you just adopt? But you turn that around and say that to, like, every person that could have a baby normally. It's like, right. okay, well, why don't you just adopt? <laughs> Right. Why are you going through all this when you can just adopt? Yeah. Same thing. Um, and Nick was very, like, he wanted, he wants to see his genetics. And I am fully supportive of that. And this way I get to carry the baby and do the right. whole Right. So was there something within you that you wanted to also carry the baby, you know, and. Yeah, know the baby since, since conception. I mean, right. the first five days she was growing in the lab, but. Five days after that, I got to meet her. <laughs> My uterus. Your uterus uh, got to meet her. Yeah. So egg donor was about a two-year-long saving up process. It's really two years? Wow. Yeah. So it's our program that we wanted to do was $33,500. So if you're thinking about doing egg donor, it's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, but through that, we got to pick, like see adult pictures, see childhood pictures, get her full health history, know everything about her family, know you know what her career is, what she likes, what she dislikes, um, and our program essentially, if her eggs didn't work, like if the embryo she created didn't work, then I would get another, I get to pick another don't egg donor, and then so on up to six egg donors. And if none of them work, then I would get 100% of my money back. So it was like, get a baby or get your money back. <laughs> so That's it's a, like a full business and they make a whole bunch of money, but you know, I wanted a baby that way. So I did. And you had to fly out somewhere, yeah. right? To where yeah. it was. So I flew on the East coast. Um, the clinic has places kind of all over, but I got very lucky in that my egg donor um, was going to be giving her eggs 45 minutes away from where my brother lives. So I could just go stay with my brother and then go get impregnated and then fly out from there. So that was a very shortened version of my story. But I did get knocked up my very first time having an embryo transfer and it's like a 50-50 shot each time you try. So, right, Do you right. have to do anything in preparation? Like with the IVF, you do the drugs. Yeah. What so do you have IVF, to do with the egg donor? IVF is very much focused on making your ovaries overproduce. So they inject you with gonal F is one of them and menopur is another one of them. And you shoot yourself in the tummy and your tummy's all bruised and... Then when it comes time for transfer, which this is where my protocol set in with egg donor, you have to do progesterone shots in the ass. So the needle's like an inch and a half long. <laughs> you like have to do it in like your upper quadrant of your booty. So Nick, we'd basically have this system where I'd put on this like numbing cream for 45 minutes before and then wipe off the numbing cream, 
sanitize it and then Nick would shoot me in the ass and then have to like vigorously rub my butt for <laughs> a certain amount of time. <laughs> so that so was sexy. Yeah. Did I mean, he have really... to go through training on the vigorous butt rub? Was there a YouTube tutorial? <laughs> so I'm actually a massage therapist. So he has been well-trained on how to rub all parts of my body. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so you do progesterone, estrogen, and then you have an embryo shoved inside of you, and then you continue the progesterone and estrogen, and then you find out if you're pregnant, and you go from there. So do you have um, extra doctor's visits, special doctor's visits, things like that? Um, yeah. When you do that? Yeah. So because of my age is more why? Do you have a geriatric pregnancy? Is that what they label it as? They call it AMA. They don't even say advanced maternal age anymore. They're okay. like, you're AMA. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> really better than calling it geriatric. <laughs> Jesus. If you're over 35, you are... You're like, I'm 36 and a half. I am not advanced <laughs> maternal age. Thank you. No, no, no. AMA. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make, make it sound really nice. Just give you some initials. Okay. That's crazy. But yeah, so I get extra ultrasounds, which is awesome. I get to see her more often than most people do. And um, they just watch you for uh, gestational diabetes and... Is that word for high blood pressure? Preeclampsia? Yeah. You're likely to get that, too. But so far, so good. Everything has been good. Yeah. I'm still How playing How far tennis. along are you? 34 weeks. 33 weeks. 34. We're getting close. Almost there. 33 weeks. 33 and a half. <laughs> I know. I'm really hoping we have a chance to walk again before you spit her out. Yeah. Oh, I had my first Braxton Hicks when I went for a walk the other day and I had to do like the like lean over and the (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you actually have to do that but like you hear it in the movies all the time so did it make you feel better no it didn't (laughs) I felt very dramatic nobody ever had me breathe when I was trying to push the first time (laughs) no breathing allowed just hold your breath and put your chin on your chest just poop that baby out yeah Nobody yeah. told you anything, Abby? <laughs> They're like, I mean, maybe they did, but I was hey, like... you're dilated. Go for it. <laughs> well, they did, but they didn't say anything about breathing, like in the movies, where they're like, practice your breathing. I'm like, did, nobody told me to practice breathing. <laughs> did you stop on your walk and do the breathing, Jenny? <laughs> or did yes, you do I, it after? I paused, I paused on the walk because she, like my whole tummy was tensing up and it's just like it doesn't it's not like a hurt it's just like a uncomfortable it's a squeeze it's like a Mm -hmm. massive clamp going down on your stomach yeah yeah do you feel like your vagina is gonna fall out I remember at the end of my pregnancy she was so heavy I think it was my first one yeah she was so heavy that uh it felt like my she was just going to fall out along with my vagina. Um, She is a big fan of like kicking my bladder. So I feel like my pee is going to fall out. Oh, that's fun. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's always I'll fun. just be laying in bed and then she'll just put like a fist or a foot or a butt or a head. I don't know what body part directly on my bladder and apply heavy yeah. pressure. And then I have that moment of like, should I just pee in the bed or should I try to make it to the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. So far, I haven't made it. Yeah. I mean, I've made it every time. There's been no peeing in the bed. Good. That'll be a fun guilt trip when she's a teenager, though. Do you know how many times you made me almost pee the bed? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. With, you better do yeah. whatever it is. Well, with my oldest one, I'm like, uh, do you remember how you almost pretty much broke my ribs? So. Do you remember how? <laughs> you should remember that. Let's think back to when you were in my uterus. Right. And go over all the things that you did to me. Yeah. I will say four years of like trying to make this happen. It's been interesting actually being pregnant because I I legit will forget. I'll just be walking around the house and then I'm like, she's bigger now. So less so now, but before I would go to the bathroom and kind of like glance in the mirror and be like, Oh my God, I look fat today. I'm like, oh, oh, no, there's a baby. <laughs> right, because it took so long to get to this point, and finally you're here. Yeah, so it just still feels surreal. Like, it doesn't feel yeah. real. Thinking, thinking back on it, so as far as, like, emotional support of family and friends, do you feel like you had that, especially in the beginning when you decided that, because I know it's a little bit un- unconventional, which more people are doing it now, but to decide to have the baby on your own, at first how did you take that I think that everybody was very I mean I've always and Abby you know this like I kind of just do my own path I don't really follow a set (laughs) construct for what life is supposed to be so I think everybody was just like okay like great and then yeah it's totally anything to do like bringing a guy in a month later that nobody's ever met before and being like he's gonna be my baby daddy (laughs) (laughs) yeah everyone is still okay with that because we're like oh it's Jenny so (laughs) yeah like it's fine no I've I've always felt supported and then once I I started my IVF journey I started my little like Facebook blog I are you supposed to call it a blog (laughs) Facebook posts about my journey and like that helped a lot just typing out the story and like having people read it and then getting messages from people saying oh I went through this or I'm about to start this um thanks for posting that was so helpful and that's why I've been so open with egg donor in general because it's so um what's the word as not a stigma what's like Egg donor isn't an open thing. Like taboo. Yeah, maybe. Sort of. Like you'll hear of 50-year-old actresses having babies. And everybody's like, oh wow, they're having a baby. Okay, they are not they are not. They are not just having a baby and not just getting pregnant. They're going they either had eggs frozen or they got an egg donor. And that's okay, but nobody ever says it out loud. Right, nobody <laughs> so, really talks about it. Yeah. Like, I had an instance when I was telling these two guys at one of my massage jobs. And one of the guys said to me, like, we've never told anyone. Like, our kids don't know. 
none of my friends know, but both of my kids are from egg donor. Like, oh, how old are your kids? And they're teenagers and they have no idea. Don't you think like, they deserve to know that? I don't know. I Yeah. And that's yeah. your plan. And what is your plan with, with her? Like you're going to make sure so, she knows all that kind of stuff or so there's childhood. There's like books that you can read from zero on about their birth story of coming from an egg donor. Like the, oh, the P awesome. was me is one of them. Um, and I'll read them to her and she'll just that's always awesome. kind of know without trying to make it a huge deal. Um, but they have, over and over and over kind of proven that they should know from a very young age because of the sense of betrayal that they'll get when they do eventually find out. Oh yeah. I mean, I would think so. Especially with 23 and me and ancestry.com. There's not, they're going to find out. Right. (laughs) And then you're going to have some pissed off teenage kids. But the idea that like that guy said that to me, and at that moment in time, his wife, him, the doctor, and me are the only people on earth <laughs> that know his kids came from a different egg. That was yeah. kind of strange. Well, and then you like you have to like when you have to start filling out your family health history or something, mm-hmm. and you're just sitting there thinking that you have your mother's genetics. And whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that you may get whatever she had and you don't. And you yeah. Don't know. Yeah. And so with that, do you have your egg donor's health history and things like that so that you can um, yeah. keep track of that? So we printed it out and we put it in her baby book and her pictures are in there, um, her adult and her baby pictures. So whenever it comes to the time that Ainsley is actually old enough to kind of say, like, what is you know, my egg donor look like, I can actually mm-hmm. show her and she can read about her. Yeah. Um, but this is, like, is this different than adoption in that, like, can they not contact the egg? I mean, because does the egg donor not want them to contact and things like that? It doesn't seem so like there's it. But open and closed. Um, ours is technically closed. That's the way all Shady Grove or my clinics, Shady Grove, I can say that, Shady Grove's, um, egg donor processes go there are some like clandestine clandestine I knew that I had a good word in there look Jenny is just like you Jenny with pronouncing words (laughs) (laughs) moist (laughs) ever since I first met you Abby that word Um, I saw it on a big monster truck on my way to the gym (laughs) And I was going to take a picture. I'm like, oh, my God, who fucking puts a deke? And it must have been, like, two feet big. Like, it took up most of the back window. <laughs> Moist. And who puts that on their big truck? So I was going to try to get a picture. But then I remembered, wait a minute. Every redneck around here carries guns. I'm going to be dead because I took a picture of Moist on the back of someone's truck. <laughs> For Abby. I, I think that somebody that puts that word on the back of their truck is probably embracing the photography that you could have taken. They're asking for it. They're asking for it. They're kind of begging for you to take a picture. Uh, 
Well, in that case, I'm still glad I didn't because I wouldn't <laughs> want to give him the thrill. <laughs> you know it's not there for a good reason. <laughs> Meg proves Abby's point. There's no there's no good reason for the word moist. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's Facebook groups where you can try to connect with your donors or the other families that use that same donor. So you can kind of get the half siblings in contact with each other. But, but yeah, I mean, Nick and I were just talking yesterday whenever she turns 18 and she decides to do 23 and me, like how many half siblings are going to pop up. Right, because there? how many times, I don't even know. Like, can you just, how many times can you donate eggs? Just it however. depends on the clinic, but a lot of clinics it's like six or seven. Yeah. Wow. Do you have like six or seven of you like running around out there somewhere? I mean, much more. So yeah. we got. Oh, we times. Got, so it's like multiple, but six or seven times, but then you have multiple eggs within that exactly. time. Exactly. Oh. So we split yeah, her egg with no, other no, couples, no. and we got four embryos. So let's just say the other two couples got three or four embryos and they each decided to have two kids from those four embryos. Just that one time donating. Yeah. Ainsley could have, you know, four or five. Half so are you saving some of the other eggs in case you want to have a second one? How does that work? Yeah. So we have three embryos on ice. Nick has three frozen babies. And, um, We'll just decide. And you can kind of freeze them forever, or you can donate them to another couple, or you can donate them to science, or you can just destroy them. So so what is so what does that cost look like? Because I know you paid that fee to get them. So then would it just be like the sort of oh, inserting no. fee, or do you have to pay that whole thing all over again? Say inserting fee. Yes, I said inserting fee. <laughs> Is that how it breaks down on the medical bill? I yeah, was just that's insertion what it says, right? fee. Inserting fee for my second child would be. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's the not the egg donor that costs so much. It's the insertion fees. They really <laughs> yeah. add up. Yeah. Um, so, the 33.5 covers the donor's meds, paying the donor, and then your multiple attempts at a first time live birth because it worked on the first time (laughs) it just worked so we kind of paid extra for our first child but nick and i both decided we weren't going to regret spending an extra however much to have the financial not have to stress financially um if it didn't work the first time uh so after this yeah we have to pay to store the embryos we have to pay to thaw the embryo and insert it inside me. Okay. If we decide a second. Right. But I think it's like, I'm trying to remember how much it is a year. Like, at that, let's say like a thousand a year to f- keep them frozen. And then maybe like 3,500 for insertion. Okay. It's <laughs> my new phrase now. Your inserting fee. Yeah, my inserting fee. Maybe you can get that as a decal for the back window of your car. <laughs> insertion. Just insertion. But. Um, while I think that that is an excellent idea, I think <laughs> I'm probably just going to like not, not I'm not going to do that. 
But I do know what I'm going to paint on the back of Abby's car. No. She's inside her oh, house. No. <laughs> That's not funny. It's not no. even something nope. we're joking about. <laughs> oh my God. Can you believe my minivan? Yeah. <laughs> You gotta do it. That's popping, man. Come on. Happy <laughs> with her mom minivan with the word moist across the back window. Like, I we can somebody, actually I cut somebody off and they're words. like, wait, does that minivan just say moist? It could say moist on. insertion. <laughs> no, insertion like, will be on Josh's together. truck. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it on Josh's new truck. No, I when like he it gets on the minivan better. <laughs> <laughs> and then underneath, no, I'm taking it too far. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> this is a vagina It's podcast. never too far, Jenny. You can never go too far. <laughs> so, yeah. So, after all the moist insertion talk, I, I, you know, that's kind of my story of how this child came to be. And I will say anybody that's thinking about doing egg donor, there are all these egg donor support sites on Facebook that are awesome. And you'll just see these moms that post right after they just gave birth and they're holding their baby for the first time. And then they decide to post on Facebook because that's the next logical thing after saying hello to your child. Basically saying like for everybody that's questioning if you're going to have your bond, this bond with a baby that's not genetically your child yes you totally have that bond and it's all worth it so. I feel like yeah I bet I feel like that's a little more pressure on on those people not that people are voicing it but I bet you feel it right yeah I mean you have to like let go of this idea that your baby's gonna look like you right. um so you do have to and I'm sure it's the same with families who adopt as well like am I gonna love this child as much as I would have if they came from me but apparently yes the answer is yes <laughs> you <laughs> love that child just as much <laughs> yes and I highly recommend all those support groups because they've been kind of awesome in answering all the questions yeah um, I think that would be super helpful because I know that one of the reasons Abby and I even started this podcast was because nobody talks about their vaginas. So no one's talking about egg donors either. We don't talk to each other. We all kind of keep everything quiet. Like, why is why is it so acceptable to use donor sperm, but it's not acceptable to use donor eggs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say sperm, sperm donor seems more... Acceptable. acceptable nobody yeah. ever has a problem talking about that so yeah we do we need to be talking about it more just even the general idea of those who donate a guy can walk in to a clinic look at boobs and then give his sample and get paid like I don't remember how much they paid like a hundred bucks or something and then walk out of the clinic and they can come back the next day and do it and that one little vial of sperm can make how many babies? A lot. Um, whereas an egg donor, she has to take medicine that turns her into a raging bitch or somebody who cries all the time for 10 to 14 days, have her ovaries explode to the size of like literally a bundle of grapes sitting on each ovary, 
and have them surgically taken out and given. So it's. it's I hope a, she gets paid more for that. Oh, she gets the sperm paid. donors. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The egg donors, like if you're a hot egg donor, some of the clinics you get paid by the clinic. Plus, you get like an extra two thousand five hundred dollars because you're extra hot and everybody wants your eggs. <laughs> So, you're extra hot. Extra hot. Yeah, you're extra hot, and you want to donate eggs. You that Hansel, eat. he's so hot right now. <laughs> um, but it's just more intrusive for a woman to donate, even though deep down it's the same idea of you're giving a piece of yourself to another family. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Just the more invasive nature of what a woman has to go through to donate an egg yeah which i super appreciate my egg donor yeah and you chose somebody that looks uh similar to you which is kind of cool yeah. you know yeah darker hair taller yeah stuff. so i have read all these articles about how and this is there's always exceptions to the rule abby about how taller people are more successful. <laughs> and they, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I always had my, like, in my mind, I was like, well, next six foot tall, I'm 5'7", we're going to make this, like, super tall child. Well, my donor is six foot tall. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. She, our kid is going to be, like, a giant person. Which yeah, is a supermodel. I was just going to say, she's going to be a supermodel. Well, she can be a supermodel. She can be a volleyball player, basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, out of all the major world leaders that have been a woman, it was like five nine and taller nice. is their height. Maybe Angela Merkel probably doesn't make that, but it's really interesting statistically. Hmm. Tall people. Well, good. Now I want to Google how tall Angela Merkel is because she seems short to me. She does seem short. I feel like she's like five six or something. But I maybe not. Five four. What do you say, Abby? I'll say five three. Really? No, five five. Let's she's five, all five. I'll say one inch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm short too. Well to everybody, the price so. is right on how tall a world leader is. And <laughs> that wheel. She's five five. Oh, hey! I'm five! Look at Angela. <laughs> so, Jenny, um, if you had not found Nick, would you have gone through all of this by yourself? I'm with the egg donor and all. I mean, the price is so overwhelming. I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I'd be. I mean, my, my desire to have a child was very, 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 very high. Um, but without the, like, support of a partner. I mean, I think that I probably maybe, like, would have done an embryo, try to adopt an embryo, which is another option that's out there. So families, like Nick and I, if we decided to give our embryos to another family, it's a lot less expensive. There's still legal fees associated. Um, and then, like, actually getting the embryo to where they need to go. But I probably just would have gone that route. Yeah. I also (laughs) thought about the idea of having, which sounds weird, but stay with me. 
it's an egg donor, not my genetics, having one of my brothers donate. Right. So, sounds creepy, but it's not. <laughs> right, because it's not you. It's not you. It's you. not your egg. Right, not your egg. Yeah. But it would be as close to my genetics as I could get. That makes sense. Yeah. Because um, a lot of people have their sister donate eggs. And then they carry their sister's baby. I would just be carrying my brother's baby. And right. have to say it in a super awkward way. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, like, carry around a disclaimer with yourself. <laughs> like, I used an egg donor. <laughs> yeah. I promise it's not my egg. Yeah. Carrying my but brother's baby. That would mind. be a fun party conversation starter. <laughs> How far along are you? I am 36 weeks. I'm carrying my brother's baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it there like a mic drop. Phoebe, Phoebe on Friends carried her brother's babies. Mm. She did. She's a surrogate. I forgot right. about that. She did. I mean, she carried three of her brother's babies, so... I could just, I could talk about Phoebe. That would probably be my, like, way out. (laughs) But wait, Phoebe carried her brother's babies, and we all thought Phoebe was cool, so. (laughs) So, same thing. Yeah. I, it's, this fertility journey is a lot. It's, um, you know, cost aside, it, I mean, Nick and I went through more in four years than what, a lot of couples go through their entire marriage or life together. And we definitely had our ups and downs. And now, I mean, he has seen me at my absolute worst. Like, he's seen me whenever I was a wreck back when I thought I was normal. But not normal because I was <laughs> screaming and crying. <laughs> um <laughs> And yeah, like we we went apart and we came back together and now I don't there's not much that I think we could go through that would be harder than that. So and it's like paying for diapers now or paying for like the random little stuff. I'm like, oh that's hundred and forty dollars <laughs> for that playpen. But you know, I paid thirty three thousand dollars for this baby. So that <laughs> I don't know. Totally justifiable. Yeah, like I can pay that 140. That's fine. <laughs> That's chump change. It's only 600 dollars for that stroller. I mean, 600 dollars compared to 33,000 dollars for the baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and just like making the decision to be, you know, I was a massage therapist that worked seven days a week. I I would take like two days off all of May through October. Um, and making the choice to cut back because, again, I spent so much money to get this baby that I actually want to, like, hang out with her. Right. (laughs) Like, just say to Nick, essentially, like, hey, babe, you got us because I'm going to be essentially a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like it's all that hard work is you know yeah deserve it hell yeah do you know how many can do it then yeah how many needles were in my stomach and my ass and my arm and like the probe up the vajay it was like 
that long and Ew. sometimes they'd heat the lube for you so it was like nice and warm sometimes they wouldn't they so did like that little- my last transvaginal ultrasound and I had never known that they could do that she's like I warmed the lube up for you and I'm like wait that's a thing it's lovely why has I no one everybody done that for do me it before <laughs> you're like oh that's kind of nice thank you <laughs> It just depends on the clinic if you're getting a warm probe or a cold probe. <laughs> you make Jenny spit. You got her right as she was drinking. Perfect. You're welcome. Abby tries that every week. She doesn't always succeed. I do a lot, though. You do. I feel, like, proud of myself that I got it on the first time. Yeah. You, you should be. That was a good one, too. <laughs> Is there anything else that we need to know, Jenny, about all of that? I feel like we we got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would just say that to anybody going through it, just take it one step at a time. Do not look ahead. And that was what kept me sane. Just every, if, if there's a small win, like with IVF, when they're like, you have nine eggs. I took that win, even though I didn't know how many embryos would be created. Right. Right. Just like take that day and be so happy that that moment is good and don't worry about the next day until it comes. And then find support, like find a group either online or in person. You know, my here, we like found a group of women that all live in my city that all went through egg donor And while we haven't been able to meet through the pandemic, we're all still keeping in contact through text and Facebook. And um, there are other women out there that are going through every stage you can think of, whether it's egg donor, embryo, adoption, IVF, IUI, time cycles. Um, Find other people to talk to because it helped me so much. Yeah, because it's just so much that you can... I mean, of course you talk to your friends, but if they haven't been through it, there's just so much that we can offer. Yeah. We can offer support and love and encouragement, but having somebody who's gone through it that can talk to you about it, I think that's essential. Yeah. And just seeing success stories, um, but then also seeing the stories that weren't so successful, but you see that they're still living their life and like figuring out what the next step is and that they will find their like happy way of either getting their child or just being content with just them. So, right. And talk about it. Don't be quiet. That's probably my number one thing. Don't have shame with this process you're going through. It's one in eight women that are, that are infertile one in eight. So that's a very high percentage of this world. Yeah. And it's your body and it's your journey. So Mm -hmm. it's okay to be vocal about it. And Mm -hmm. like we found, the more we talk about it on our Facebook pages, anything to do with us, women step up and that's how you find your people. Yeah. Yeah. They message you privately if they don't want to say anything on your page. They're going through the same thing. So it's always good to be vocal. Yes. 
quiet, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thing, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if nothing else, just write moist insertion on the back of your car. <laughs> and maybe Abby will see it. And maybe Abby <laughs> will drive by it and cringe. And take a picture for Jenny. But then I'll also be like, ooh, we have a listener. <laughs> people are actually listening well thank you jenny for coming on and for sharing your journey with us yeah we really appreciate it we're excited for that little baby me too my little pseudo niece yay as you call mine Yeah, uh, just side note really quick. She's in the 86th percentile for size, and her legs are in the 89th percentile. So she's huge. My doctor said she was aggressively perfect. Good. Looks like (laughs) my first one. She was huge. But then she stopped growing after, like, age two. (laughs) But she's still aggressively perfect. She is aggressively perfect. (laughs) well you can find us on facebook and instagram don't forget to rate review and subscribe on itunes you can always email us at blame it on the badge at gmail.com or send us a dm or shout it at jenny at the gym we're fully open again Ooh! and thank you so much to jenny for being on and talking to us about Thank your journey. You for letting me talk about it. I hope we somebody has you. found some great information out of it or maybe a fellow person in all of this. So. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.